2: or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Bomb-dropping birds. I'm Jason Horton.
2: I'm
3: Rebecca Lieb.
1: And this is Ghost Town.
3: This episode checks a lot of boxes. World War II, bomb technology, Hollywood starlets, heroic pigeons, even Wi-Fi. Today we're talking about the American World War II technology initiative Project Pigeon, a top-secret government-funded program that has a hell of a lot of twists and turns. So buckle up. During World War II, the Allies desperately needed a way to make bombing more accurate. At the time, bombs were pretty dumb. Sometimes a pilot would literally chuck them out of the plane and hope for the best. Once dropped, bomb paths could be altered by pretty much anything. Another object? Rain? The wind? To accurately hit a target, bombers had to fly super low, which meant a very high risk of them being spotted and shot down. Flying at a higher altitude was safer, but that required dropping more bombs to increase the chances of a hit. Hundreds of bomber planes, sometimes thousands, were necessary to ensure that just a handful of targets were accurately bombed. The military was at a loss on how to achieve this, how to do better. Keep in mind, technology was, again, very rough. For example, a computer during World War II was about the size of a school bus. The next best thing to a computer program guiding bombs, according to behavioral psychologist B.F. Skinner, was a live pigeon. Yes, a live pigeon. Like the ones in the park. Believe it or not, pigeons have a pretty heroic military history. Due to their homing ability, speed and altitude, they were often used as military messengers. In World War I and II, carrier pigeons carried lots of messages back to bases. I didn't realize this, but carrier pigeons can only fly back to their home. They can't make multiple stops or fly away from their home. So they'd be carried with soldiers and then sent back home to deliver very important messages. A carrier pigeon's job was super dangerous. Enemy soldiers would be trained to look for pigeons and told to shoot to kill, knowing that spotting these released birds on a battlefield meant they carried very important messages. Some of these pigeons even became famous for their heroism, intelligence, and perseverance. One pigeon, named the Mocker, flew 52 missions before he was wounded. Another, named Cherami, love that name, Delivered 12 important messages, but on his last mission, on October 4, 1918, he was shot through the chest and leg by enemy fire, but still managed to return to his loft with a message capsule dangling from his wounded leg. The message Cher carried was from the 77th Infantry Division that had been isolated from other American forces and thought to be lost. The information Cher brought home literally saved 194 American soldiers' lives. And Cher was given a Dickon Medal, kind of the Purple Heart, but for animals. The Dickon Medal is a special medal created to award animals that have displayed, quote, conspicuous gallantry or devotion to duty while serving or associated with any branch of the armed forces or civil defense units. Since its introduction in 1943, the Dickon Medal has been awarded to 31 dogs, three horses, one cat, and drumroll guess how many pigeons? The answer 32. Thirty-two World War messenger pigeons. That's how important these pigeons were. Oh yeah, and if you want to see Cherami in person, he's beautifully taxidermied and on display at the Smithsonian. But I digress. Let's get back to the brave pigeons serving in World War II. At the outbreak of the war, thousands of British gave up their trained pigeons, I guess that was the thing, to act as messenger carriers. A quarter of a million birds were enlisted in the Army, civil defense services, the police, the fire service, and guard. Pigeons carried their messages either in special message containers on their legs or small pouches looped over their backs. They were carried in watertight baskets and containers, and if the aircraft had to make an emergency landing, the plane's coordinates were sent back with the pigeon to its base, and a search and rescue operation was effected. So of course these little feathered soldiers were killing it! Meanwhile, the American National Bureau of Standards, a physical sciences lab and a branch of the United States Department of Commerce, was developing a glider that could carry a thousand pound bomb and a servo mechanism to move the glider's wings and steer the bomb to its target. All they needed was some kind of guide to tell the servo mechanism where to go. They were at a loss. So they took their problem to famed University of Minnesota experimental psychologist B.F. Skinner. More accurately, Skinner heard about the U.S. military's problem and thought, pigeons, of course, pigeons. Skinner was a strange, out-of-the-box inventor, fiction author, and behavioral psychologist who studied animals, human behavior, and free will. A Harvard grad who was doing a stint at Minnesota, he had heard of the guidance system problem from colleagues in the university's engineering department. He proposed a solution, trained pigeons, which everyone thought was fucking weird. As he later explained, quote, I watched a flock of birds lifting and wheeling in formation in the sky. Suddenly, I saw them as devices with excellent vision and extraordinary maneuverability. Could they not guide a missile? Hmm, maybe they could. That end part was me. He called the top secret project Project Pigeon. Creative. Skinner designed a tiny pigeon harness that would hold the bird's body and wings while allowing its head and neck to move freely. The pigeons were then given a pellet of grain when they pecked at an image of a ship or a building placed in front of them. Skinner gradually extended the time between the pigeon's peck and its food reward, so the birds would peck furiously at the image if it was either static or moving. Eventually, his trained pigeons could peck 10,000 times in 45 minutes without stopping, much longer than the time needed for a falling bomb to reach its target. Translate the pigeon's pecks in a way to steer a fucking bomb... Skinner and his colleagues built a screen with a conductive surface and attached a gold electrode to the end of the bird's beak. A lens in the nose of the bomb would project an image of the ground below onto the conductive screen. When the trained bird inside the nose of the bomb pecked at a targeted saw on the screen, it sent electrical signals to the servo mechanism controlling the wings. Still with me? Pecks to the left or right on the screen steered the bomb left or right, while Pecks at the center told the bomb, Keep on bombing forward. That's a term, I think. To help the birds acclimate to the vibrations and noise they would experience inside a falling bomb, Skinner reinforced their training by giving them delicious hemp seeds, apparently a pigeon's favorite snack. They tested this pigeon-controlled bomb using combat film footage, and it worked perfectly. Skinner was ready to put his pigeon technology to the ultimate test. But before he does that, let's take a break.
2: Or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
0: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list.
3: You're here for the check-in.
1: Of course, we want to say hello to anyone who's listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for spreading the good word.
3: The good word of Ghost Town. The
1: book of Ghost Town. And we are nothing, less than nothing, <laughs> without our government. Mayors. David Bull. Hello. James Harrington. Hello. Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. Kat Jozell. Hello. Ashley Matson, Hello. And one governor to rule them all.
3: Avian Avian Noble. noble.
1: If you don't want to hear the ads, chit-chat, and want bonus Mm -hmm. episodes, they can always go to patreon.com slash ghosttownpod.
3: Oh, that sounds fun. Okay. Skinner gave multiple demonstrations of his pigeon guidance system to the military and to the MIT scientists who, along with the National Bureau of Standards, were leading the guidance system research. While all agreed that the system worked, they were still kind of hesitant about putting insanely expensive bombs in the hands or beaks of a bird. And yet, they still definitely needed an answer as to who or what could guide these missiles. Modern historians have speculated that resistance to Skinner's idea was due to a lack of outside-the-box thinking on the part of the project leaders. Quote, Clearly, they had trouble accepting a psychological approach to an engineering problem, one historian wrote. Skinner himself reflected on the resistance to his idea. Quote, We had begun to realize that a pigeon was more easily controlled than a physical scientist serving on a committee. It was very difficult to convince the latter that the former was an orderly system. We, therefore, multiplied the probability of success by designing a multiple bird unit. To convince the physical scientists that the pigeon system would be reliable, Skinner gave his pigeon a set of very cute pigeon co-pilots. Don't trust one? Now, not one, but three pigeons would steer the bomb. It would take at least two separate birds agreeing on a target by pecking at the same image to steer the bomb to its target. A kind of pigeon democracy, if they will. Well, turns out they won't. Project Pigeon was scrapped pretty soon after. Instead, the Navy decided to go with a radio-based echolocation guidance system for their missiles developed by Western Electric Company. This military tech was inspired by another animal, the bat. This new guidance system, while not an animal, became known as the bat. Creative. Skinner wouldn't be the only person from out of nowhere to take an interest in World War II weapons technology. One problem with the new radio based guidance system, the BAT, and Skinner smugly thought a problem that would have been avoided if Project Pigeon had been used, was that the enemy could easily jam the radio signal. Oddly enough, a solution to this jamming problem was designed and patented by famous Hollywood film actor Hedy Lamarr and American avant garde composer George Antheil. Yes, I know, I know, this gets weirder and weirder. When not starring in movies, the beautiful Austrian-born Hedy Lamarr liked to spend her time experimenting with electrical engineering mechanisms. She did this for fun. She's a famous Hollywood star. Anyway, anyway, Lamar and her pal George Antheil, known for synchronizing pianos for his composing, devised a frequency-hopping, spread-spectrum communication system together that controlled radios and their receivers and made them jump from one frequency to another, like simultaneous player pianos, so that the radio waves could not be blocked. The two submitted their patent to the U.S. Navy, and the Navy was thrilled. They also suggested that Lamar sell kisses to support war bonds, which she did and raised $7 million doing. Lamar and Antheil donated their patent to the U.S. Navy, never earning a penny for what would eventually become the basis for wireless phones, global positioning systems, GPS, and Wi-Fi. But back to Project Pigeon for one sec. Though Project Pigeon never got off the ground, so to speak, one element of the experiment is still with us today. The conductive touchscreen display technology the pigeons used to peck at pictures made its way into early radar consoles and is the ancestor of our modern touchscreen phones and tablets. So, Hedy Lamarr helped invent Wi-Fi, and a pigeon helped create your iPhone. The end.
2: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way.